0: And welcome, Seekers, to episode number 150. Yeah, that will be <laughs> balloons or something on no a fall. Episode number 150 of the podcast God Beyond the Bible. This is a podcast created by Seekers and for Seekers. And let's just slide right into our shout-outs, Trayson.
1: Yeah, our shout-outs are to Chickadee Acres, Damon and Ron. We're glad to have you guys listening. And Damon, man, I know that I probably pronounced your name wrong. I had to put it through a translator, but we are still glad to have you here. Yes, <laughs> you bet. Definitely.
2: Our quote is from Sonia Ricotti. She said, you manifest what you believe, not what you want.
1: Oh, That's right. I like that. That's
0: great. Well, today's discussion topic is manifestation manifest definition let me give you the definition of manifest as i found it in the sense of our discussion which is spiritual spiritual it simply means or it simply can mean for something we have been spiritually seeking or something that we have been mentally visualizing or believing for that actually comes into existence or it appears in our life does anybody want to clarify i mean maybe that's a little complicated
1: i'm going to i'm going to go with this and okay. i know that this is a really negative view of manifesting but this is something i think everyone can relate for You know, when you get up in the morning and you wake up about 15 minutes late and like I did today (laughs) and you don't get to, you know, you can't get your hair to be fixed the way you want it to. Maybe your favorite work clothes are dirty, so you have to wear something that's just a little bit too tight. You're uncomfortable with. And in the back of your head all day, you're just telling yourself what a bad day this is going to be. It's going to be awful. This day is just going to suck. And
0: It usually does, doesn't it? As the day goes on, more things keep
1: happening that are bad, and it keeps reinforcing that thought of bad things. And so you end up just in that negative, I have ruined this entire day snowball, and you've manifested that. Mm -hmm. You've brought that to yourself from that constant, this is a bad day.
0: And this next statement I'm going to make, and I want you to know this was never taught in any history book I ever (laughs) yeah. <laughs> in school, but here's a. Did you know that the whole manifest destiny thing for America to occupy the land from ocean to ocean, you know, sea to shining sea, was actually a result of a spiritual encounter that George Washington had at Valley Forge? It was the lowest point for the American uh, military, and the men were hungry and freezing. And George Washington took a walk out in out from the fort, and he was met by a spirit being who showed him a map of the United States as it would appear in the future, reaching from the Atlantic coast to the Pacific coast. And drops of rain, according to Washington, began to fall on the map. And everywhere a raindrop landed, he would see a city spring up. So with renewed fervor and this vision of manifest destiny, Washington rallied his men to fight on to victory.
1: I did know this story, but it's very <clears throat> interesting to me how many historical accounts just completely gloss over and don't mention this there's actually I believe a painting somewhere of him speaking with the being
0: yeah but but if you hear a lot of people they're so in the education system we're so afraid that we're liable to say something religious or something uh-huh. spiritual they'll say it it has been suggested that Washington. He thought he was meeting with a, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Do you or mean? he had a dream. It's back to the last, like the last episode. It's the words we write. Mm-hmm. It's whoever wrote We don't know what was intended. The way I've come to think of manifestation is this, that we are in the likeness of the divine because we are creators. Each of us has a divine force in us to create something, whether it is music, a painting, a meal, a better society, or sew a quilt or write a novel. It is all an unseen creative urge we have. Some folks can express their creative tendency with a meal even. Yes. The reality is, like our divine daddy, we like to look at what we've done and say to ourselves, it is very good. Right.
1: Too. Do you ever like clean a room, you know, like really deep clean and you clean the floors and everything. And when it's done, you just sit down on the couch or the bed or whatever and just look around and go, this is nice. I'll
0: do mm-hmm. something I've cleaned up on the place or I built something, uh, and I have to go back to it several days and look and say, boy, that's it is it very looks good. good. It's very, now, is that what daddy did? Of course. It is very good. Yep. I'm a creator. It's yep. very good. That's what we're trying to get about the manifestation. That's what we are as little creators. There are lots of folks who have written some very interesting things about using our creative nature in the spiritual realm to manifest things in our physical realm. There's Florence Scovishin, uh, Neville Goddard, Edgar Cayce. Uh, They believe that uh, we had the power to manifest simply by using our spirit mind. Tesla was said to be able to see his uh, intricate inventions in great detail before he manifested them even on paper and then in the laboratory sometimes he didn't even put them on paper Mm -hmm. he went straight and just created the thing in the laboratory Einstein said the same they believe that when we begin to combine the spiritual power that's our creativeness of the creator that this manifestation with our technological skill we will enter a whole new age of advancement that in in the words of someone we ain't seen nothing yet
1: Mm -hmm. and it kind of blew my mind that you didn't go with um, Norman Vincent Peale oh, as yeah. one of these people. I mean, the power of positive thinking right. is absolute manifestation mm-hmm. from beginning to end. That's all he was talking about.
0: Well, I just was trying to think of some recently that I looked at. There are so many right? that have been telling us this for yes. centuries. I've made it no... Uh, Jesus told us that, by the way, but we'll talk about that. We'll get there. I have made it no secret that I utilize manifestation all the time. My method is simply to close my eyes, visualize whatever it is that I am desiring to manifest, and then I attach emotion to it. By that way, I mean, I imagine how I will feel when it actually manifests, when it actually happens. This is a critical point for me. This is where doubt tries to sidetrack me. My mind will interject, what if this time it doesn't work? Look how disappointed you're going to be after putting this much emotion into it. It shows me that it is not my mind that is the source for creative manifestation. It has to be my spirit. My mind is usually subject to my ego, and my ego fears being wrong, so my mind tries to get me to avoid the risk of disappointment by doing nothing.
1: Mine usually, does that sound familiar Barry. mine usually sounds like we're gonna have a good day today today is going to be an absolutely great day beginning to end we're going to be productive we're going to get are you sure that you're going to get everything done today so we, you and i kind of talked about this over
2: the last month because it, it's something that's been very interesting to me and i tried um just a really really non-important thing to manifest just to see and it happened. Mm-hmm. I was able, it took a couple of days because I feel like I kept having that self-doubt. Was you getting doubt. hung up
0: on that doubt? I f- was the getting mind, hung mind up kept saying, the... oh, no, you're investing in this uh-huh. and, and it's, you're not going to get a return here.
1: Yes. You're but... going to
0: lose. See, all fear is the fear of loss. Mm-hmm. All fear is just the fear of loss of something.
1: I like that.
0: Greg Braden has done a lot to help folks. Are you, you all familiar with him?
1: I I watched one of his videos last night that was the first time I'd okay. ever
0: Greg and I don't know he looked like he might have been from the 70s or the 80s probably I don't know I'm just I think he's from the 80s maybe and he might have been even I don't know I'm for sure he may still I'm. he's probably still alive doing stuff I don't know but anyway Greg Braden has done a lot to help folks learn how to do this he has a lot of YouTube videos of his teaching classes and audience uh, you know of, of him teaching classes and audiences the power of manifestation and how to use our minds to visualize things into existence and i very ask you guys be familiar and you said you just yeah and don't get me wrong some of his gets really complicated and all there are out there all i've ever found is just little clips of uh, excerpts of his mm mm-hmm videos and stuff
1: he kind of felt <laughs> like he was one of those guys where if i watched a lot of his stuff it would have to be okay bud slow it down and dumb it yeah. down a little bit for me because yeah. you're, you're moving too fast
0: he's like me. but he- we have
1: that tendency as we progress into something that we love and we know works and we learn these technical terms the christianese often for those of us who came out of fundamentalism that sort of okay I just i want to tell you all of this but the only words i know to describe it are these words you won't know
0: well it's back to what two episodes ago a couple of episodes ago when we talked about words and, yes and, communication Yeah, communication and how hard it is to communicate and it listen the only way to com- communicate spiritual things is by spirit it's not by yes words. Right. we can try but words are always going to be a lesser quality way of conveying a spiritual message Back to my simple method. I close my eyes and I think about what I am desiring for a few moments. I let my spirit determine if it is something I really want to happen or if I have allowed my personal desire to blind me from some unforeseen and undesirable side effects on myself and others. It's kind of like, uh, sure, we all think we'd love to manifest a million dollars, but we all know deep down some curses are well hidden in what we perceive as blessings. Now, I'm not saying we can't do that, Or even that we shouldn't. But a person has to develop a spiritual sense of uh, what is right for them and their particular and unique situation. I was reading about a deal, and I never thought of this. It's called that we manifest even violent manifestation. We try to, when we try to manifest something that it's not, it's time for, we bring it in against the conditions that in the future that we're going to be exactly right for it to come in. So we bring it in at the wrong time. We manifest it, but it's a violent manifestation and it causes chaos.
1: Mm. I was thinking about th- that.
0: Th- I thought of it and I thought, you know what? That's right. Yeah, That's true.
1: Well, can you imagine at... The point that you're at now, you know, manifesting yourself into, and I know this one's going to sound silly, but manifesting yourself into a multi-million dollar 15 bedroom mansion that now you're going to have to pay all the bills on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you you might be able to manifest the house, but are you going to be able to manifest the money to pay all of the bills that go along with... There, there's a lot more to it than just I want this and I'm going to manifest it for yeah. myself. Some, it's not
2: a genie in a bottle. No, exactly.
0: Some, yeah. Someone said there are two great disappointments of life. One is getting what we one is not getting what we want, and the yeah, other is getting, getting
1: it. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I close my eyes and it spiritually feels right. The spirit doesn't uh, reveal to me any cautions or adverse effects on other people. I then put emotion to the visual image in my head. Now, as I said, I think about how it will feel when it actually manifests. That's what I mean by applying emotion to it. Think of how it will feel when it actually manifests and how grateful and thankful I will feel. Do you realize that you can actually be more thankful for it in advance than you can be thankful for it after it happens? Because usually your thankfulness is very short-lived. Yeah. after something occurs. Okay, as I said, I think about how it will feel when it actually manifests and how grateful and thankful I will feel. I experience the emotion right now. This is actually closer to the way Jesus demonstrated prayer than the way we do it today. Did you ever think of that? The difference is I discovered that when I used to pray in the traditional sense, I was always begging from a place of destitution. I was coming from a place of lack. At first glance, we might say, well, isn't that why we're praying?
1: And that for me was usually, I was praying because I had a mess that I wanted to God come in with a super mop and clean up well, you and a, we you, can
0: move on. You had a lack of, a, you had a lack. You didn't yeah. know what to do with this. You didn't have any avenue, possible avenue. And so I wanted so it's someone going to, have to, to fix to, it. It's going to have to come from somebody, something divine. It's going to have to be a miracle, which we actually, in our minds, associate with magic. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Okay. I asked the question. The, the the when we pray in the traditional sense, I was begging from a place of destitution. I was coming from a place of lack, and at first glance, we might say, "Well, isn't that the why we're praying?" And the answer is no. When we come from a place of lack, we are already convinced that we don't have it and don't know of any source or method to obtain it. We're just rubbing a magic lamp. Jesus taught us to come. From a place Jesus taught us to come from a place of little creators who have everything we need in our daddy's big spiritual storehouse. All we need to do is access it and manifest it. Jesus instructed us to ask, believing that we already have it and it will manifest. We are little creators. We are only limited by what we believe can be manifested. We aren't destitute beggars. We are children of the most high. What do you think of that?
1: That's a hard one for me because I understand it, but I still have that tendency to not believe that I have access to the storehouse, I guess is the right way to say it.
2: Well, and I will say this, the difference to me that I have learned between in just the short time that I've been really working Uh on it in my prayer life that I thought I had in manifesting, when I pray i definitely was coming i was begging god take care of this handle this and truthfully i was doing very little on my own to do anything You're to sup- resolve when i manifest it affects every part of my life i actively it's like it you just, just i know what it. i'm supposed to do the, the, that, to, that is actually
0: a living prayer it bec- it comes to life
1: yes yeah
0: comes to life in us
1: beautifully spoken i right? didn't
0: mean to cut you short no, that's fine. god doesn't have to do anything now, I want you to think about this. We often think prayer is persuading God to do something <laughs> for us that we can't do, that we don't have any access in way of doing. We've got to persuade God and persuade him. I'll promise him. I'll, I'll deal. I'll bargain with him. Just do this, God. So see? But I want you to know, God doesn't have to do anything. You remember when Jesus rebuked the wind? He did this a couple of different times. Rebuked the storm yes. mm-hmm. a couple of times. And we thought, why is he so hacked off with the disciples? The second time he goes, they wake him up in the back of the boat. He's taking a nap. Storm comes up. They're all, oh, don't you even they run back here and shake him. Jesus, don't you care? We're about to die in this storm. And Jesus kindly rubs his eyes. I'm sure he's human. He rubbed his eyes. He goes, whoa, 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 what's going on? The storm, do you not see? We're about to be killed. And Jesus says, be still. And the storm calms. And he said, why were you afraid, oh, you of little faith? Why was he saying that to them? Because they have that creative they power. That in They power. have that power in them and they already had it, but they could only see it in Jesus. They couldn't see it in them. To convey that they had that power in them was just a, an obstacle. They just couldn't overcome.
1: I have so much like.
0: It's easier for us to look to someone else to do it for us mm-hmm. because they have the power. We don't have the We don't really say, if you think about it, we don't like the idea that we have that power.
1: No. Because now
0: we're going to have to use it.
1: (laughs) You know that if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can look at the mountain and say, be moved and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It's really hard because even when you're looking at the mountain and you're going, because I think every little kid did it at some point, like, I'm going to make that tree move. And then in the back of your head, you're going, but it's not (laughs) going to work.
0: God doesn't have to do anything. He's made everything already available to us. All we have to do is learn to access it. The greatest asset available to us that we seldom utilize is divine knowledge and wisdom. Most of the stuff we think we are in need of is really just a result of accessing divine wisdom and knowledge. Divine, and, and, and let me say this. Even the legalist James said of wisdom, just ask and the Father will give it to you liberally. Mm-hmm. What did he mean? I mean, even James, he was such a legalist, but James said, if you want wisdom and understanding, all you got to do is ask for it because that's what God wants you to want. And he'll soak you in it. God wants you to want that. But then, but we're always coming from a lack. See, if we do it from a lack, well, I don't have it. Yes, you have divine knowledge and wisdom is at your constant access every moment of every day. You just have to go to the library and pull it out. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the Bible either. I'm talking about a divine library. Divine understanding is often in conflict with our mind. Our mind has been trained to adopt the earthly carnal method of attaining things. That usually entails working for money, scrimping and saving until we can manifest our desire. Jesus told us to give no thought of what we're going to eat or wear. Your father knows what you that you have need of these things. What did he mean by that statement?
1: He meant that if you just... Continue on in that sort of spiritual communication that these things will
0: Now think about this for a minute, out. what he's saying. In our th- approach to prayer, what Jesus said makes no sense. Jesus said, the Father knows what you have need of before you ask, but I want you to ask. Now think about that. From, so from our point of prayer of lack, we're saying, okay, God already knows I'm in lack here and in need, but yet he wants me to go ahead and ask him because Jesus said, don't give me thought to what you're going to eat. So this is confusing. No, it's not confusing if you understand daddy's got a warehouse. Yeah, It's already there. All you got to do is just get it from the warehouse. Mm-hmm. That's why he said he already knows what you need because he's, he's already provided for it. It's already provided for you before you ever knew you needed it. He knew you were going to need it in this life. And he's already got it stored. It's in there on your shelf that's marked Allen. Come get it.
2: Yeah. And is that the true omniscience of God?
0: Well, yes. Absolutely. That's his omniscience. He didn't put us here and then say, well, I'm just going to throw you down there on earth. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You're going to scrimp and try to get by and it's going to be hell. You know why it is? Because we don't go to the warehouse. We don't go to daddy's warehouse. We say, I'll do it man's way. I'll go borrow the money. I'll work this job most of my life. See? Yep and jesus said think of that the father knows what you have need of even before you ask he's saying it's already there Mm -hmm. yes it's already been provided all you've got to do is access it that's that's where we could quit right there (sighs) jesus was saying daddy's got it covered we can do things the way the mind says it has to be done to manifest or we can call on Daddy's warehouse that's already been stocked with everything we will ever need for our earthly experience. All right, back to the method I've learned that works for me. I visualize it, I attach the emotion of how I react when it manifests. This is actually, did you ever realize this is actually Thanksgiving or gratitude in advance? Yes. I mean, I'm- that's all Thanksgiving and gratitude is an emotion. Mm-hmm. We try to make it something religious. You have, to, uh, you have to have an attitude of gratitude. What does that do for you? How does that help you in any way to say those words? Right. It doesn't. But if we know that what we need to do is go ahead and say, okay, and your gratitude is this. Oh, Father, I'm so glad you've already thought of this. You already knew I was going to need this before it comes, so... It, 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 Wherever it belongs in my future, would you just drop it in there? Go ahead. I want to go ahead and make a, I want to go ahead and write a check on it. And when you, if you don't care when it, when it comes to, and I'm talking about spiritually speaking, I'm I'm not going out writing it. I'm going to go ahead and write a check on my spiritual storehouse. I'm going to go ahead and make claim to that. You've already got it on the shelf. It's for me. I wonder if we're going to get there and walk through the warehouse and say, dang, (laughs) I didn't use anything off of my shelf. Why is there so much? I didn't even know I had this available. Wait, that, 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 that. I worked 40 years for that right there. Yeah. Or I thought I did. Or was it already right here? Yep. For me, 40 years in the future. And it was going to be there regardless. Because it was already there.
1: Ooh, that one gave me chills Daddy, a little daddy's bit. Daddy's
0: got it figured out. Okay. Uh, once I've developed the vision and attached the gratitude and emotion to it, I repeat it often. It only takes a moment, but sometimes I find it good to find some quiet time and spend a little more time on the visualization and attaching the gratitude or the emotion to it. Sometimes I can see hints of the manifestation before it happens. And, that, and then that, let me tell you, there's other times I see hints that this ain't going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I see things that look like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is not moving toward the place. So I want to throw that in there, but it doesn't make any difference whether what I'm seeing right. fits what I know is already stored up for me. Sometimes I can see hints of the manifestation before manifestation <laughs> before it appears. And that helps my visualization and gratitude even more. And sometimes it just materializes without warning. It's not magic, folks. It's the way that the divine plan for the universe works. Yes. There's seven. If there's seven billion people on the face of this planet, there's a warehouse with seven billion shelves. Mm-hmm. Seven billion sections. That's- of everything that 7 billion people is going to need to live this life. So one of the biggest mistakes I think we make when praying for something is that we usually come from a place of lack. In other words, we don't visualize it already existing somewhere in Daddy's warehouse, and we pray with fear, fear of what if. And when we mix the emotions of lack and fear, it corrupts the whole manifestation. Manifestation. That's why over and over we find Jesus asking, "Why did you doubt? Why were you fearful?" And then he would say, "Oh, you have little faith." He knew it was theirs. They needed to learn it was theirs in their method of accessing it. Yeah, I think this
1: is something that I've always manifest. I've always manifested things to a degree, and I really didn't realize that even manifesting was the word for it or whatever. Um. About a year ago, me and my husband got into this huge argument over, he he loves me, but he's like, you are too optimistic about things and it drives me crazy because he's like, you never put any thought into where the money's going to come from or how we're going to do this or you're just like, it'll work out. It always does.
0: Well, Steve's where I used to be. Steve finds it safer in lack.
1: yes. See, and if you're listening
0: to this, I'm not putting you down. I'm telling you, you're like I used to be. It was a lot safer for me just to live in lack and come from a place of lack. And then I wasn't disappointed.
1: Exactly. And he's come a long way well, sure. in the he last has, year. Yes, yes. But I tell him, like, things just work out. They always just work out. And he's like, well, what about when they don't? And I'm like, but that doesn't happen because they just work out. Yeah. And it was this long, probably two-hour conversation where the only thing I could say to him is, but you can't change my mind because I know that these things just work out. They always do. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've, I've been that person. I'm, I've been the person always waiting for the other shoe to draw. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: One more tip. I had to start with little things. I've seen some magnificent things manifest, but I built my confidence in it, like Tabitha said, with baby steps. I still have a long ways to go. But I can truthfully say that I have seen more manis- manifest—I can't say that word—I've got got that in my list, been there—that I-, I have seen more manifestation using this method than I ever did all the years of praying prayers of lack, fear, and destitution. Any comments before we close?
1: It's scary, but don't let the doubt control you. Yeah.
0: Well, the mind will be your enemy in it. Your mind will try to, mm-hmm. when you start trying to attach the emotion of how good that's for your mind, let's don't do that because we're going to be disappointed. And then, and really, did you know the mind wants you to be disappointed because your mind wants to have control? See, I mm-hmm. told you, I, the mind has control. If you if you can't have faith, you're going to depend solely on what the mind says. Yep. So the mind is contrary to your faith. Well, with that said, if there's nothing else, May, as always, may the divine's unconditional grace, peace, and love be on in and radiate out from each of you, our fellow seekers, from all of us here at God Beyond the Bible.
1: Did you enjoy listening to God Beyond the Bible? Do you have an idea for an episode? Connect with us today. Visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com, all one word, or send us an email at email at GodBeyondTheBible.com or you can visit us on Facebook. Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.